to Lawrence in the comic books recently is depicted with her coffee. Like, what is your ideal morning coffee situation? When I do drink coffee, it's a black coffee hot with one Splenda. And I believe that's also what Lorna would drink in real life. A steady cable. A steady cable. I would, I would love that. I would love that. Shout out to the Powers of X-Men podcast. I just brought yourself at Marvel Comics right now. The Pretender's Death, like the... What's up, Familia? I'm Dayspring here with a very fun episode of Power of X-Men. Who do we have on the episode today? One of our favorite co-hosts ever. Oh, me or Justin? <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's Justin, right? <laughs> We're all here for Justy. I was setting that up right there. <laughs> I was. I'm so glad you caught it. I love you so much because people always DM me about you and how great and fabulous you are, Michelle. Like that goes without saying. But when yeah. it's Justin, people are like, "Stop everything you're doing, Justin!" Some power of X Men. I know. I know. He made time for us today. We Thank you for making time for us. Busy day. He's so busy. It's hard, you know, to to book him for anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you both are looking so great. I haven't seen you in a minute because we've all been so busy and all over the place. How are you guys doing? Oh, man. Like, we're just... This is our first, like, few weekends. We actually don't have anything planned. Yeah. We had conventions, events. We've been trips. really getting into, like, more community and local events lately. Thanks to Shortboxed. Uh, we're on their street team now, so we want to help create content for them. And we're bringing it from a different perspective. Like a lot of the street teamers talk about comics, which like is great. But for us, it's, you know, we like to talk to the creators, the creatives, um, do like cosplay type stuff. And it's been a lot of fun, a lot of fun. I didn't know about Shortbox until you guys started, you know, joining their street team. Like, what can you explain what Shortbox is? It's mostly an app. You can okay, do it that's all I need to know. I just <laughs> need to know. It's an app. Just download yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> you can buy CGC, um, CBCS. Oh no, and they just added Raw Comics too. Yeah. So you can you can buy all these comics on there, and they have them created. You can sort them. By yeah. price, by grade, and it's uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. And I think they just added a price guide too. They did. They did a bunch of new updates, yeah, new updates. to it that include a price guide. I know now when you look for stuff, um, it tells you what they've sold for recently on eBay as well to give, and it also gives you like, oh, like this is a fair price. This is a mid-range price for this book, or it'll tell you if it's high. Um, you can shoot your shot and make an offer. 
Um, everything on Shortbox is like guaranteed. It has you can search by like title, artist, um, any keyword really. Yeah, any keyword. If you want to find a first appearance, you just type in the character and it'll bring up. Obsessed. So this is yeah. basically what the price guide for Wizard Magazine was back in the day in app <laughs> form. And now yeah. you can actually make the bids on there as well. That is so cool. I yeah. I don't know how any of the grading stuff works. It's always been a blind spot in my fandom because it's never really been my forte. But Flink works at Heritage Comics. Yes. He does the grading there too. I don't know how it works. How does is, is there like some kind of correlation between like what Flink does and like Shortbox? And then how it gets to use, they're like an assembly line or does like short box have their own graders? Is that how it like kind of works? I don't understand. I'm sorry. That's a, that's a little more of a complicated question, but <laughs> sorry. So, it's okay. It's okay. So every company like CGC is a company. They have their own grading standards. So they're based in Florida where you are. And... <laughs> yeah, so I'm sorry for them. <laughs> DeSantis and... is going to come for them. <laughs> If they're happy. <laughs> Sorry. They, they have their own team who, whenever we submit books, like say we're at a, like San Diego Comic-Con, they will have a booth there where we can submit our books to be graded. And so their team receives these books and they inspect them. They inspect the spine, the outside cover, the inside pages, make sure nothing's like torn, um, taped, written on. And upon that inspection, they give it a grade based on their assessment. So to me, it feels like it depends on the grader. Like, I feel like I've received some books where I'm like, that was not the best grade. I feel like, like I could have had a bump. Um, also the reverse where I'm like, oh, that's a really good grade for what this is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they have their own standards to do that. Gotcha. And then CPCS is another company that also does something similar where they have their own standards of grading and they will grade a book and after a book is graded, uh, do I have the book? I think that I just bought. I think it's oh, a couple. I think it's in that box. We can show you. That sounds like it's a couple we have here. <laughs> <laughs> we have like you know a whole bunch, but it's been encased, and that grade is that book forever, so long it is as it's still in that case. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I yeah. again, it's always been a blind spot for me, and I know when Flink was sort of wanting i don't want to speak on his behalf of course but like as he was thinking of having a seismic shift in his life he was looking at heritage comics and they had a variety of positions one of them i think was a grader and again blind spot in my in, in my fandom because i've never really been part of that scene but listen i gotta tell you he also gets toys graded and yeah they're put yeah i didn't know that you can grade Video games. Video games. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh my god. So he gave me a tour of Heritage. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. <laughs> <laughs> and I know he listens. Um, but I, I got a tour of Heritage Comics and they had like a Super Mario one on the NES, like in mint condition. Mid yeah, in everything graded and like worth like no. more generational wealth, you know, levels of money. So I was like, fuck, man. All I had to do was keep it in shrink wrap. Like, yeah. <laughs> Never yes. open it. Keep Never it open just... it. This <laughs> is why we're mint in box. <laughs> so oh, my God. We do need to talk about packaging. Sidebar. We do need to talk about packaging. We will touch on that. We're going to put sure. that on the agenda. item. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, um, this was my purchase that I got on Shortbox. My first purchase. Well, let me take it. 
mixing out the rest. It's so okay. shiny. She looks so good. I know. Jessica Drew in the house. Wait, wait, which issue is this? This is um four. Avengers, Avengers four. number four, but it's yeah. the women of Marvel. <gasps> oh. Because you know I love to support my strong ladies, right? Yeah, well, and, I mean, Marvel is built on strong ladies. <laughs> like, they're all around, like, this border. It's super cute. Oh, my it's God. Art. It's gorgeous. And it's a 9.9. So the highest you can get is a 10. Highest you can get is a 10. And there's very, very few. Yeah. 10s tens. are like crazy Ten. money. Yeah. And okay. I I just thought it would be fun to own like a 9.9, like anything. So on the app, I just typed in 9.9 .9 for the grade. And this book came up. And the price was so good yeah. that I couldn't say no. Okay. I, I'm oh. curious, like, why does it have a 10, though? Like, is there, like, a little nick on one page and the grader's you like, know, nope? You know it what? It could have something as small as just, like, a fray in the corner. It wow. is a white cover, too. So, white, like, the, the fact that this got a 9.9 .9 is incredible. Yeah, because white covers would, like, white walls. They just absorb dirt. They always somehow. rub. Like, yeah. There's, yeah, there's always something. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I feel like this is not really a 9.9 .9 just looking at it. But, <laughs> but I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. Uh, take it and put it on your wall. I feel like there may be like a ripple in the cover. Like you can't see on here. I can't. It looks perfect. I got to tell you. It, it's still it's still a great, like cool piece to have. And I'm like, you know, I'm just I'm going to get it. Like I gotta yeah. buy something on Shortbox. I'm I'm part of this company, so gotta, gotta support. That. You gotta support. I'm gonna right? say use that employee discount. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They did. They did do us a solid. They um, they like live streamed our Hellfire Gala walk from WonderCon on oh, their platform. Yeah, so that everybody who couldn't attend could see it. And we got so much great feedback from them on that. They were like, yes, the engagement was so good. Everybody loved it. Can't stop talking about it. So I think that was a really fun collaboration that we were able to do. Well, them. I think in general, both of your, like the both of you, with the collaborations you guys do, it always like brings such good vibes to the community. And the Hellfire Gala Walk obviously is genius. And, you know, I'm going to be shady and be like, you know, in San Diego, they're doing a Hellfire Gala proper <laughs> they in are. a couple of weeks, and I'm just like, I don't know, why don't, why don't, why, why aren't the girls the ones you and Jordan, you know, organizing this? Mm. Well, when the news dropped for that, uh, a lot of people slid into our DMs. They thought that Jordan and I were connected to this project. Uh, I hadn't heard anything about it, so when people were asking me, I was like, "What? What is going on? I don't, I don't know." And then I saw the like the teaser drop on. I think it was D twenty three. Yeah, yeah. That announced it, and I'm like, "Okay, okay. Well, that's that's cute." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did. We both felt a certain way about it, but we're to the point where we're like, "Okay, how can we?" help make this event like better so we have tried to reach out to them to say hey you know ourselves and we know other cosplayers who have brought these actual looks to life you yeah. know it would be it would be really cool to have them there like even as part of their their photo ops because i believe there's going to be three or four areas where you can get your photo taken 
Okay. Yeah, and that makes sense that they would Marvel would mine the talent fan resources that have already paved the way for them. I think that's what was kind of shocking for a lot of us because you and Jordan have worked so hard on these Hellfire Gala walks and they're not easy. I I hosted one of them. The mic was not working, my voice hurt and you have done that at other conventions and you've had to work under very strained circumstances and all of you look fierce and the engagement is next level and people are genuinely excited for it. So I think that's what was shocking for us. It's almost like also like a couple years ago when planet X-Men was doing his mutant brawl and then they did the X-Men vote a couple weeks later and people are like legitimately confused, you know, And, and it makes you wonder does Marvel and you don't have to, I'm being shady does Marvel have like an ear to the ground on what fans are doing and how do you build upon that, not siphon it away because Disney and Marvel, they're going through a minute right now where it's not the best and you want to make sure you keep your locals, you know, your hardcores happy. <laughs> and I don't think anyways, I'm just being I, shady. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, we are happy to help. Like we, yeah. we want to showcase like the cosplayers that have put in the time and effort into these looks because it's not easy. Like both both of us have done looks and there's a lot of like blood, sweat and tears. Like I'm pretty sure we've thought about it too. Like I'm, it's like 1am and I'm like, I can't sew any more buttons on this thing. (laughs) And Justin, cause he's perfect. It's just like, I'll do it, babe. Don't worry. No, no. It's too. He's like, oh, I need more snaps. Oh Wait, God. I need more snacks. Naps. Oh, naps. One hour. Like, yeah. So, yeah. There's been times where we're driving to a convention and I'm sewing in the car. So yeah. I've sewn on the airplane in the airport. Like I've sewn in the in our um, hotel rooms. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you know, it, it's just it's so curious to me that Marvel is doing a Hellfire Gala for San Diego this year. I mean. We've talked about it on the podcast before. We've talked about it privately that we know that this was a Hellfire Gala that they've been planning for three years editorially. It's going to be big. It's leading yes. right into Fall of X. So I wonder, I, I don't want to spoil what you're going to wear, but who you're going to wear. I want to like throw a bucket of paint on you, of <laughs> red paint. It's okay. I feel like I've already kind of put out there who I'm going to be. And I even tagged the artist and he's like, oh my gosh, like I can't wait to see so um, I'm I'm doing hope. I just I loved her look. I know she's not <clears throat> as glamorous as like Jean or Emma. Oh, but... I disagree. I think Hope looks so great. Okay, okay. I think she looks I... like I think Emma's look is a little pedestrian this year as compared to years past. Pedestrian for Emma. Let me clarify. Pedestrian for Emma. But I think Jean is like more Beyonce meets Rihanna. I think that's what Russell Dodderman told us when we were talking okay. about for the Hellfire Gala walk in WonderCon. But Hope is like boho, like chic, gorgeous, like literal goddess. Yeah, I think Luciano's like note even said like hippie boho underneath yeah. it. Oh, really? Oh, I love that. Yeah, because I, I was like, I was trying to get any information I could. I did get a sneak peek from a friend. I don't want to say who because I don't want to. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> we I got a sent- scoopers. We got scoopers in this community. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. Some photos and I'm like, okay, this gives me a little more time to prepare and figure out who I want to do. 
So I was, I just wanted to be pretty this year. Like I wanted to feel pretty. I mean, I've done Emma and that's very sexy, I'm but like, this you don't look, feel pretty with Emma because you're I mean, fucking I feel, icon. I feel powerful and sexy when I wear my Emma, but I was like, I just want, I, I don't want to be all out there this time. And yeah. the, the look this year, I'm like, honestly, I don't think that is for me. Like, that's not a look that I would be comfortable walking around in because I don't think that's a good look, period, though, for Emma. No, no, no shade to Chris Anka because the art is beautiful. Like the actual art is beautiful. But I'm like, mm -hmm. this is her premiere. This is like the Met Gala of, you know, of the mutant world. And so, like, I just don't think Emma would be wearing something like that. I think the years past she would. Those were outfits that were on point. This one, I'm like, uh. I mean, it's still it's still a beautiful beautiful outfit i love the coat part like that that oh, looks yeah. really nice um she looks like a boss babe for sure um and then jean is like another one that i tend to gravitate towards but she also had like a low cut thing and a helmet and i just know that san diego is gonna be really hot and oh, to have yeah. that on it's just oh the sweat that can build up no oh no 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 but anyway, so you're doing Hope. Justin, who are you doing? I am not doing one this year. Well, not Audible Gasp. Everyone's no. heartbroken. The internet's no. heartbroken. Yeah, he is going to do one for LA, though. Okay. When's LA? It's uh, That's in December, right? December. December. Yeah, Justin is going to do... Um... Oh, what... you talk about it. You talk about it. I don't even remember who I said I was going to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to try putting together a Miles Morales. Oh, that's going to be so hot. Yeah. Bernard Tong uh, art for that one. Wait, Miles is at the Hellfire Gala this year? He has a cover. He has, he has a cover. Oh, he has a cover. Hellfire yeah. Gala. Hang on. I can't remember it off the top of my Oh, yeah. It's not the first first look. It's the it's this year's look. Yeah. It's year's more look. of a, a formal look than it was last year. Yeah. It's a Bernard Chang one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing it here. Oh, that looks so good. I hope he's not there. Talking about tea that we've got. I don't want anyone who doesn't have backups at the Hellfire Gala this year. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Gosh. Ah. But anyway, so, okay. So I'm glad we were able to talk about, like, the Hellfire Gala. I, you know, I wanted to go to it, but then I was kind of iffy because I was like, oh, I don't really want to go to something that's not going to be supportive of, like, so many wonderful talent that we have. But we talked about it, and... You know, then I was like, okay, I'll go. I'll put in press for it. And then I was like, well, something else happened for San Diego that we could talk <laughs> about. We pitched them a panel and we did not get approved for the panel. Oh, I'm sorry. We had to talk to the publicist about it because we had a couple actors on it and it was going to be an ex-women panel. And because of the writer strike and a pending actor strike, they were a little nervous to to commit to it. Yeah, and I think I think that's fair because then it doesn't put the actors in a weird spot either. Yeah. Like they they can still show support and solidarity with the writers. Um, it just kind of it's it's a bummer because it was going to be a really great panel to speak about because you know you and I always talk um, off camera about like the strong women that are a part of Marvel, like the characters, the voice actresses behind them, the writers that create them, um, the actors that bring them to life. 
And we really wanted to showcase that hard work and talent this year. And we just weren't able to make it happen. Well, and it always like baffles me that like the talented women behind the scenes don't get the credit they deserve. Because, yes, we can sit here and we can talk about how great M is, right? M is such a great, powerful character. But in her history, she has largely been written by men. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, when we support our ex-ladies, we want to make sure we're seeing the ex-ladies behind the camera who do not get enough love. And, you know, I'm so glad the Lee Walds recently posted about Margaret Lesh, yes. who we've had on the podcast before. And it is evident that the X-Men have survived as a brand. We have the X-Men animated series that everyone's so crazy about. Everyone loves. Oh, my God. Because of this one woman who was a badass and trailblazer back in the 80s and 90s put her job on the line and has never gotten any fucking credit for it. Except that, from the people she's worked with. Except they, from the people she worked. They've yeah. always said it. Larry, yeah. uh, Eric and Julia have always said it, but like largely in the fan community, you would say Margaret Lesh would be like, who? And talent like that needs to be like out there, yeah. you know? And that's what we were hoping to do. Not that we were going to have Margaret Lesh. <laughs> like she's I too mean, cool for us. We could, we could. <laughs> now, now that we cannot bring this panel to San Diego. I feel like we can regroup and maybe bring it to New York or LA. Comic-Con. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I would love to include people on both coasts so that we can, they, everyone can hear like all these stories that these women have, have like, and what they've gone through to, to bring our favorite ex ladies to life. This is really true. And Olivia Munn, not going to give any spoilers for a potential future episode, but we've been talking to her people. And one of the things that have been evident has been that Olivia Munn knew a lot about Psylocke going into production, and she had to fight Brian Singer, who gets all the credit for being the the, the person who did the X-Men movies and established that vibe. And I don't want to take away what he did. I mean, divorcing him from what he like awful human being he is, but yeah. clearly had other people on the team who knew and Olivia Munn was well aware of Psylocke and has even publicly stated, Oh, kind of interesting that you're telling me this about the character and you don't know anything about her. And I do. And those are the yeah. stories we want to preserve and make sure endure because someone like Olivia Munn, you would just dismiss as just, Oh, she's just an actress. Then no, no, she knew. And that's why Psylocke resonated in X-Men apocalypse. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. angry she thinking about it. <laughs> She was such a good part of that movie and so underutilized. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, I I couldn't believe it when we saw it. I'm like, wh why is she having this this role? Like, what are they doing to her, her character? And it was no shade to Olivia because we knew she was she had to work with what she was given. Olivia you know? just stood there and you can tell she got the character. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's one of those people who just get it. Like, it doesn't matter. It's like. She stood there. You're like, okay, she's not giving anything. It's not her fault. It's a writer and director here yes. who clearly don't know the importance of Psylocke. We don't need another movie starring Magneto. Like, no, you can shift the focus from the dude to Olivia. Like, it's going to be yeah. fine. The world will, will continue. In fact, fans are going to like it more because as we've discussed, and this is why we want to do the panel, Marvel, mm -hmm. X-Men in particular, have strong female characters, female identifying characters. Yes. And we want yeah. to make sure that behind the scenes talent gets showcased for that. Yes, exactly. 
Yes. But anyways, so the panel is not going to happen. <laughs> Our panel is not going to happen. Our panel is not going to happen. And so but... then I got pissy and I fought with the publicist. And now I'm not going to San Diego this year. <laughs> That's okay. Because we'll have we'll have other cons. We have other yeah. other things on the horizon that we will be working on uh, behind the scenes. And we'll let the fans know, too, um, if anything gets approved ahead of time. Right. But... You know, you were the one who has been like saying, no, San Diego this year is going to be great. Because I was like, whatever, I'm not going to go because Hall H isn't happening. Netflix. Like, I go to a Netflix panel. Like, I all of a sudden care about Netflix. I'm like, Netflix isn't going to be there. I don't care. Um, But Hall H isn't happening for Marvel. DC is pulled out like a lot of the talent is pulling out. And I want to let's just clarify before. It has nothing to do with anything other than the strikes that are happening. And I'm sure Marvel, this isn't the end of Marvel. This isn't the end of comic book fandom or hero fatigue. It's because there are legitimate business concerns of having people cross the the picket line. Correct. Because Marvel's still going to have their booth. Like Marvel Comics Mm -hmm. is still going to be there. And I think that a lot of people forget that San Diego Comic-Con started with comics. And not all of these like movie and TV properties; those came on board later. Twilight, I think, really kicked it off. Yeah, everyone's like kind of saying like Twilight was the the catalyst. The catalyst. Fuck you, Twilight. That that made it. (laughs) That made the it crazy and made like production studios for movies and film and and TV uh, notice it and say, "Hey, let's bring our stuff here." And give it a huge audience. And so that is why it is so hard to get tickets now. Because back in the day. You could just buy them at the door. You could buy them at the door. (laughs) You know? I mean, like, so I think if anyone attended a special edition of San Diego Comic Con, that was the only other time that you've been able to walk up and get tickets. And it was because, well, there's two things. First of all, it was over Thanksgiving like weekend it was was during yeah it was was during things yeah it was a free like it it was pre or no post no i don't want to say post pandemic i don't know what the it was during the pandemic but we were slowly dipping a toe and coming back yeah is what i remember and it was three days it was friday saturday sunday so it started the friday after thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and also none of the big studios were there either it was they were you know netflix wasn't there Marvel Studios wasn't there. I don't think DC was either. Yeah. DC, though, in general, has always lacked a presence, though, at cons, because they haven't had, like, a booth or a solid booth at New York Comic Con for a minute now. Like, they usually have, at the end of, like, the main hall of San Diego, they just have, like, the costumes on display and a couple actors there. But I'm sorry to cut you off. No, I think it's DC doesn't do it for a while because they were kind of trying to do their own thing with the DC fandom. And that oh was my God, do you remember DC fandom year one, though? That was so exciting. Yeah, it was. I think they I don't know. I don't believe they're still doing it anymore, but they were trying to kind of make their own thing, basically. Well, we uh, saw that with Hasbro because like San Diego Comic-Con used to be like a huge hub, like Toy Fair in San Diego. That was the only time you guys ever we got news on like action figures. And so we you legitimately went there for that. And then now they're doing their own thing, you know, most of the time. D23, I think, is Disney's answer to that. But they're not as aggressive as DC was or Hasbro. 
Yeah. And again, they still have boots there, but like. And I think with Disney now that they have Star Wars property, they have Lucasfilm, they have Marvel, they're allowed to showcase a lot more. So sometimes they save that content for D23. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Which it makes just, sense. Yeah. It just, I, mean, I think it also depends on what is releasing because, yeah. you know, you might, you might get, I think the weekend of D23 was when they launched Obi-Wan. So oh, you yeah. could go and see the first episode or two. I'm not sure. I didn't, I, we didn't go to, to D23, but we had friends go and we, we got invited to the, pre- the premiere for that, but they're like, only if you're going to the convention. So. Yeah. But I, I want to like pull the thread of what you were talking about, how San Diego used to be and what that this year could possibly be a return to form if we're going to see like a silver lining because I pre I've actually only been to San Diego like three or four times in like my geek life. And the first time I went, it was like super chill. Like I had victorious with me. Like I have a photo of me holding victorious in front of the convention center. And we like went in and we were able to, this may have been 2012. We got like the X-Force like box set. And you had to wait in line, the one with Archangel, Psylocke, and uh, Wolverine, the Marvel Legends. And I don't remember that being the vibe this last year that I went. It just felt more like, what's news? What's being announced? Stuff like that. Like, what celebrities are here? And it really was a comic convention. It's what I think New York used to be. New York has now slowly morphed into a mini San Diego. But New York Comic Con, you used to go there and you would... I. The first year it happened, I went with Wizard. It was like 2006, 2007. You went into like the hall and what was her name? What's her name? Hayden Patnery from Heroes. Oh, yeah. Oh, Hayden Patnery. Yeah. Pennant, whatever. Really? I'm so sorry. Hayden, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. You can come on and correct us, you know, but I'm just a fucking moron. But Hayden was sitting there promoting heroes and then Fat Mama from Stan Lee's Who Wants to Be a Superhero were just standing next to each other. And then you had the Stormtrooper dressed as Elvis, right? Like that is what the vibe for a Comic-Con should be. It shouldn't be like, oh my God, there's Henry Cavill. Oh my God, there's Robert Pattinson. You know what I mean? Like, it should be that geeky culture. And I think it was, it may have been Jordan D white that was talking about it with a couple of years ago where he was, you're like, we go to San Diego and we're the losers. Like we're not the ones who come in as celebrities. Like it's a comic book convention, but everyone's there for like the pop culture, the studios and stuff like that. And that is, that is so sad because if you look at the list of all of the artists and creators that are going to be there, there's so many good ones. Like, Peach Momoko is going to be there. First time ever at San Diego Comic-Con. Really? That's her yes. first time ever? San Diego. Yes. Yes. Because she went to New York last year, I believe. She and was at New York. Yeah. The there was. There was there fiasco. That's what I was about to say. There was fiasco there. And it wasn't. I don't believe that was her fault. That was. Um, no. Of course not. That was very poor planning. And yes. I feel like she needed a security detail and someone needed to. She was just so kind and wanted to give her time to everybody. So yep. I think this, I think it's San Diego. She had an insane line. Because I remember I was like, oh, Peach Momoko's here. Let me grab a quote for Power of X-Men. And like, I go up there because there was this long ass line and then she was there drawing. And I was like, who knows Peach Momoko, right? Like, they're probably in line for Chris Claremont or someone like that. And I literally go there and the security guy's like, no, that's the line for Peach. And it's like down, like powered to her. Yeah. Yes. She's, she's such a great artist. Um, Her work is incredible. I think I own the most 
covers, like variant covers with her art on it. Like, I, that's, yeah. I'm not the hugest stan of her work, but Jonathan Loves X-Men is a huge stan, like loves her so much. Yeah, her, oh my God. Like I've bought covers for series I never read because she did the cover art. And like, I just, it's beautiful. It's just so, so gorgeous. I love her watercolors. Um, I mean, Justin would love to have her on a panel sometime. Peach, if you're watching, he does an Asian representation in comics and media, and he would love to have you if you want to come Peach, talk to Peach, slide into our DMs. Yes, girl, we love you. But also speaking of other artists that's going to be here and of Justin, David Nakayama is going to be on your panel Right. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I, I think I messaged you early this morning, half asleep because you posted your graphic, but I couldn't find it on any on either of your pages. And I'm like, where is this image? But Justin, <laughs> you want to talk about your your panel that you're doing um, yeah. and who you have there? So this year will actually be the one year anniversary of my panel. Yeah. The very first one I did was at San Diego last year, and I've been putting it on at every local Southern California convention. So this year. I have, I'm bringing back some, some panelists who have now become friends. Um, they were at LA Comic-Con. Mm -hmm. So we did a panel and we got Ron Han. He's from pocculture.com. We got Leilani Shu. She plays Tika the Jawa on all the Disney plus Star Wars shows. We have Don Aguilo. He does writing for Scout Comics uh, series called Rise. And he does a lot of covers for Spawn series. And then we got a brand new panelist, David Nakayama. Oh, <laughs> <yes>! <laughs> really excited to be able to get him on there. I've been, uh, we've been like kind of messaging, just like I always comment on his, his stories and things like that. And he's so nice and replies back. So I just casually mentioned, it'd be great to have you on a panel sometime. He was 100% down for it. So I found out he was coming to San Diego and we made it happen. Oh, man. I love that so much. That's going to be such a fun panel. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, one. it's going to be so good. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait for y'all to see it. We're going to live stream it on Instagram. Well, that's what so you guys did last year too, right? Yeah. Yeah, we always try to live stream it. So if you can't if you can't make it to the con, um, we want... We want people to be able to to still see and hear from these voices because it is important to get them out there. Well, and also it's like, you know, it's so funny because like this year could have been like a really great like San Diego Comic-Con had we had like the Barbie people being there at Marvel, you know, with the fantastic forecasting kind of like on the horizon. But like it's also kind of like a fortuitous situation because then we have panels where we're going to be able to elevate voices that typically don't get elevated and <laughs> i love what you guys are doing making sure that like you're going to broadcast that because a lot of these panels especially like the fandom centric panel panels don't get re-put online like they don't get recorded and put online like even our panel which was the x-men 30th anniversary last year like i haven't found that shit anywhere online and it's like that was a good panel with like good voices on it. I think did, did I live streamed it. We did so Justin live streamed it. I think it's on my is it on my it should feed? Be on your feed? It's on my You're like, on... you didn't look hard enough, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, I was just really high one night and I went on YouTube and I couldn't find it. And I was like, <laughs> fuck this. 
so hard. <laughs> well, it's so it's so weird because like the rules say no video recording or live streaming, but it's really only for the Hall H stuff, like yeah. the the things that get put on YouTube later, like the big announcements from the major the major studios. But for yeah. for for smaller like fandom events like ours that we do, I just set up my tripod and I just stream it, <laughs> and nobody tells me no. No one so. tells you. Well, no one tells you no on anything. Uh, I mean, I've been told no, but sometimes I ignore it or I ask different people. I love ignoring when people tell me don't do that. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And I just move on. By the way, I saw I was about to sound off on like some other people that were going to be at San Diego this year. I'm like, wait, this is a pretty stacked list. Like maybe I should think of going, but it was 2022. I'm looking at the 2022 list. <laughs> I don't think I'm not seeing the 2023 list on this website. Hang on. I'm just looking it's on there. They have Artist Alley. Okay. Uh, they have exhibitors and they have small press yeah. on the San Diego website. So so if you want to see who's in Artist Alley, yeah, they'll have it. Also, what some people don't know is that some booths, mm-hmm. like just for example, like KRS Comics, they actually bring out artists to be at their booth. So those artists are not listed anywhere on the programming you have right. to be following like their Instagram or like check on their website, like um like Peach yeah. is appearing at a booth, not her own table. Yeah, she might be. I'm I'm not hundred percent sure on her, but yeah. I know yeah. artists like um like Pablo, Art yeah, of Art of Lobos, who we oh met. yeah oh we love Art of Lobos. Yeah, we love him. KRS Comics will have Art of Lobos and like Will Jack Comics. They might have Mike Mayhew. I know they have had him in the past. And a really cool thing that they do is that they bring exclusive comics with those artists like art on them and you can just buy them through KRS and then pop over and get them signed. Yeah. Like it's it's so wonderful. Like that is one of the best experiences that I've had. And if you want to get those slabbed, like just go to CGC and say, "Hey, I want it. I need a CGC witness and they'll send one over. They'll watch them sign. And then you take it over. You can get it sent to CBCS or no CGC and or CBCS. I think think CBCS also is there, but yeah. And then you go and you get it slabbed and then you get that nice, like, yeah. um, So I love how this is like buying real estate. Like you have to have a notary (laughs) and everything there. Yeah. A different label. This yeah. one's yellow. Yeah, you'll so you'll get the, the yellow label, which certifies that you actually got yeah. this signed. So I got by Larry the artist. Home on the sign line. Wow. Yeah. I love the subculture. Like you guys are part of so many subcultures. <laughs> like and you're so good and knowledgeable knowledgeable about it. I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> well, we were we were fans and comic collectors first before mm. we dove into the cosplay and like like all and panels and all that. Like we were just fans. Like we loved it. Um, oh. I've been going to conventions since before I knew Justin. And when I started bringing him, like he loved it. And then it just kind of became like date night for us. And I remember we went to a very small con in Sacramento trying to meet Kevin Eastman. Oh yeah. I loved Ninja Turtles. I was like, oh babe, I'm like, this con is so tiny. No one ever goes. Like we'll, we can totally meet him. His line Oh yeah, it was wrapped around the building. Yeah, like, like we, he was signing for free. Yeah, he, he was, was signing for he free. Was just yeah, you don't get that anymore. Yeah, you don't. So, like that's how long we've been doing it, basically. 
Like, yeah. I it, it's so I I mean I think longevity when you're a fan it's interesting to see the evolution of it. And mm-hmm. I forget who I've talked about it with on the podcast, but someone was like you went from being the nerdy kids reading comics to now being the cool kids like who know everything cuz everyone's oh. so into it. It's it really like the fandom evolution it's like it's really different and I always wonder like how kids are growing up today who are like newer stands, like how they're absorbing these materials. But you know who else is going to be there too, who I love is Sean Murphy. And he, like you guys were just saying, he's not going to have his own table. He's going to be part of massive publishing at booth number 1529. And he's going to be promoting this indie book he did called plot holes, which is amazing. It's like this meta story of a story within a story. And I love it so much. Like their goal is to fix universes with plot holes in it. Cause the writer wasn't doing their job. Oh it my God. Yes. I love it I so love much. It. Okay. Well, we're going to have to check that out for sure. Yeah. Um, I love Sean Murphy. He did uh grant Morrison's book. Um, Joe, the barbarian, which is one of my favorite. I recommend that book to everyone. It's about a little boy with diabetes and he's having an attack and he needs to get to his soda but his journey to the kitchen, he falls through the rabbit hole and he's in like this like Lord of the Rings style battle. And the entire battle is symbolic of him trying to get to his soda. It's beautiful. It's Grant Morrison and Sean Murphy. I can't recommend it enough. Oh my gosh, that sounds really good. I know, we're, we can read it for book club one day. But I mean, listen, I think there's going to be a lot to do at San Diego, obviously. And I, I don't know if Hasbro has announced that they're going to be there. I'm trying to look. They're always here. there. They're always there be there there. they always have their really cool booth like Mm -hmm. that they set up regardless of what they're showcasing and they they usually do a panel where they talk about releases yeah we man that was our panel forever that we loved when it was so small when it was oh yeah and yeah because now everyone and their mother collects collects marvel legends you know which is is great like we love that for the the collecting community but we'd go and there was what maybe like 30 people and yeah no, there was a point like in New York Comic Con, the Hasbro panel was like in like the bowels of the convention center, and there was like fifty people in there, and you can go all the, you can sit right in the front, and you can ask like questions. Yeah, you know, and and you can they be engaged. Pass around the stuff too, like oh, yeah. this is coming out soon, like check it out. I remember we were taking pictures of everything, like oh my god, look at this packaging. Like, this is <laughs> oh so my god, fun. when like they did the Defenders box set, and they yes. let the wait, were yes. you there? Yeah, we were there too. I know, but we didn't know each other yeah, yet. Yeah, we didn't know each other. Oh, my God. Wouldn't it be funny if we were sitting next to each other? And I was oh like, this God. bitch right here is, like, hogging that. He's <laughs> taking photos of, like, the box that I wanted. Oh and it was, God. like, it was a silk. It was silk repurposed as jewel. And I was like, this is the best idea ever we need to get. We need to get <laughs> silks for the Jessica Jones head now. Yes. Oh. But those, we just don't get days like that anymore. And that's fine, because to your point... It's opened up venues where we can get more legends like Emma and like M and like Banshee and it's they're selling. I know. I know. Do you do you have this latest wave? I have some. some of them, oh, yeah. I have actually. Yeah. Oh, I took her head off. I feel so bad. Um, let me put it back on really quick. <laughs> Wait, whose head did you? De- who did you oh, decapitate? I took, off, I took off. I knew it because you're gonna do. You're gonna do a husk. I'm gonna do husk, and I'm gonna if. If these go on like clearance, I'm gonna get one more and do a jubilee. Yes. Well, well I hope we get it eventually. Buy it too. That would be fun. Oh, Gaia would be amazing. Wait. Was there for like three issues. Can we talk about the packaging? I think the packaging. Listen, I love sea turtles. I really do. You know, 
I feel like you know my stance on this. Like yeah. I've I said it at the very beginning. I was like, this is a bad idea. This is not gonna work. I I am so torn on this because on one hand, I'm like, my my main argument would have been, well, quality control. I feel the quality control on these figures are great. It's great. So if you're not gonna give like oh, a plastic oh, window. Oh, some. So I don't know where you go. Oh yeah, bring that tea. <laughs> I don't know where you bought yours, but that's a good question. I don't know where I bought mine. <laughs> I just showed up. Um, Flink. So Flink and Pedro Minimate it have the cross-eyed M. My M is not cross-eyed. My M looks beautiful. Like my M, is really good. My M is beautiful. Although, like I, I think it was the later shipments oh that they course corrected her because she looks great. She has some paint scuffs, really? which I like. Mm, okay, but. What made me the angriest was I got a Nakia. In the Black Panther. In the Black yeah, Panther. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she looked. Her eyes weren't even printed on her eyeballs. Yeah. She looked oh. so janky. And I think her hair wasn't even like placed right. Yeah, I was like, like. Everything was shifted up. Yeah. I was like, what the heck is this? How are they going to do my girl like that? Like that oh. is a beautiful figure. Yeah. Did you get another one? Or you're like, no, yeah, I'm done. Dude, return that shit. You're like, I'm returning this. Fuck <laughs> this. Carter, you got three different ones. Oh, so Sharon Carter took me three different figures to find one that looked good because they all were different. Wait, like, help me out here because Sharon Carter from the Red Onslaught wave, or did we have a recent Sharon Carter that came um, out? We had MCU Sharon Carter. I think. Oh, MCU Sharon Carter. Sorry, 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 sorry. Oh my god, I completely forgot that she was released. Every single one I got, she looked different. Like. Her, the makeup was off. Yeah, the makeup was off. One of them, she didn't have the whites of her eyes. Mm -hmm. And I find actually the most perfect one I got was at a Target. And someone had returned her, but without some of the Build-A-Figure pieces. Like, I don't know who authorized that return, but I would have been like, no. <laughs> You're like, uh, no, thank you. But like, yeah, the, the employees of Target don't understand our crazy standum. Yeah, well, some of them do. Um. But I saw that figure and I was like, listen, this figure is immaculate. She's perfect. I asked the manager, I was like, I want to buy this, but I'm telling you, like, there's pieces missing. Can I get a discount? He gave me 40% off. All right. Yeah. yeah. It still seems a little too high for MCU Sharon Carter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to open one and I was like, if I'm going to open one, it's going to be this one because she's yeah. beautiful. Like, Good. I, yeah, I, I have two. I have two. I, the only Sharon Carter I have is from the Onslaught wave, the red Onslaught wave, which is a repaint of the unused rogue that was supposed to be part of the Wolverine, like Emma variant. Yeah, um, she's in the oh, but I love I love that Onslaught, that red Onslaught figure. And then you put the actual Onslaught. I think it came with Kitty Pride. And once they did the X-Men um, wave. This is the one you got, right? Yeah, that's the one. I love that. And that was originally Rogue. Again, she was supposed to be the the chase or the swap out figure for the Wolverine yeah. wave with Emma. The space Yeah. Well, that was when Legends was not... Legends today, Grandpa here is going to tell you folks at home that Legends, it's been a journey. Like I, I didn't collect them because I was like, these are fun. Yeah. Yeah, we... 3.75 were better at the although time. Although 3.75s were better at the time. You're absolutely right. Yeah, we... um. We, we've been collecting since day one, since 2002, and we were so happy. But what was the last wave? It was that Avengers wave with, like, Spider-Woman and Captain Marvel, the MODOK wave. 
And then they went to the Annihilus wave, which was Hasbro. And we were like, what the fuck happened to Legends? And it took a minute. Like, they, there was a glimmer of hope when they did the face-off figures. Like, the, the one with Black Widow and, like, Warpath. Um, those were really nice. And then Crickets. And then we got the return of Marvel Legends. And then things started picking up around 2013. Yeah. I think the first one that I actually got that I thought was pretty... They had a Black Widow, I think Civil War Black Widow, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's when they were already starting to do good. They, yeah, that's when I they were starting like, to do oh, great. Okay. I, I went back and got like some of the other ones, like Sharon Carter, that the first one from Captain America. I got that one because I think she was $8 on clearance. Oh. And so, yeah. I mean, listen, I love a good deal, though. Like, yeah. I love a good deal. I love it when Legends used to be six ninety nine though. Again, Grandpa's been collecting these, and six ninety nine at the time we were like, <gasps> like hold your pearls at Toys R Us. You're like, what? Six ninety nine for this toy? No. Listen, Toys R Us. I loved it when they had their sales. It was like buy two get one free or buy oh, one. The bogos. Yeah, like the Target bogos. I I owe a lot of my toy collection, our toy collection, to tar- or, um, Toys R Us. And their BOGO deals. <laughs> yeah, it's... I, I Listen, it's... It, I'm just worried about the future because they're already, like... I Who did I see the other day? Oh, I wanted to talk about this, too. I, I At Florida Supercon, I saw the Across the Spider-Verse figures. They looked beautiful. The packaging was gorgeous. I held Jessica oh. Drew. I was salivating. But the one I really wanted to buy was Miles. And his price tag was $29. And I, I get it. It's at a Comic-Con. But I looked him up online. 24 25 Plus shipping. So, you know, that is actually a deal at the con. But yeah. I was like, that's 30 bucks for... And he didn't come with much. And he's beautifully done. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful figure. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can justify $30 for a character I'm kind of eh about. And I don't have the space. You know, because we're we're still yeah. like all of my stuff is in boxes, so it's like except for my generation generation X legends. <laughs> yeah, I've got to bust those out. <laughs> um, but like I don't know, like so the price points scare me, and then on top of on top of that, the packaging like is ugly. This X Men wave, the Chode wave, ugly packaging. And I was talking about this when I was opening them up and and reviewing them on the YouTube channel. I was like, this just feels very sterile. That all we're doing is opening up a box and like the things are wrapped in there and you take it out and that's it. And like, and I think of you who's like in box collector and like doesn't look good on the shelf. They look like Lego parts. I don't know. It doesn't. I don't have any on display except for two that we got signed by the actors. Like, because the it's flat and they're not even the same size as the other ones. So they look awkward next to them. And I've been having to open them. I'm so upset. That I have to open them to make sure, first of all, the figure's not janky. Yeah. That second of all, that it is an actual figure. Because yeah. here in our area, it's been documented multiple times. And one target actually banned returns on these because it's such a problem. People take them out and they put weights or like other things. Like someone put a banana in one. No, and they I think I've seen that. 
Yeah. Well, you know what they used to do too was they would get the old Toy Biz figures and put them in and return them and like Yeah. I've I've seen that. I've seen that. I people I've seen people put like different types of figures in there which yeah. like uh, people who are processing these returns because I've worked in those departments. I'm like they should have they should have known better, but right. I really it's, would love to watch the secu- the store security camera of someone walking in and swapping like the figures. Like, I feel like that is like a channel in of itself. But yeah. well, I think they buy them, take them home, do the swap, and oh, then return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's what that's what people do. And here it's really bad. It's really really bad. So whenever I get a new figure, I have to open it because I got to make sure. First of all, I have a figure, <laughs> and then second, that it's not a banana. <laughs> can you imagine how depressing would that be if years later you're like what smells what reeks in this room and you open up your emma and you find out oh, it was just a rotted banana there yeah. so i also buy directly from like reliable sources yeah. um, my friend works at entertainment earth so i'll i'll usually go through him and he gives me a pretty good like deal on them but for some exclusives or if i want an extra I usually go to Target because I can get the extra 5% off because listen, I'm a bargain girl, like totally. And then if they have a BOGO like a waffle, <laughs> bargain waffle, that's like your <laughs> hashtag, waffle bargain. Yeah. And a lot of the times Target will do like $20 off a or like a $60 purchase on toys. So you can use that and they, they go towards Marvel Legends. Oh, I didn't so if I that. if I see peg warmers, I'm like, okay, well, if I just wait a little bit, they'll go on sale, or there will be a sale that I can utilize to get those figures. So, do you know what I think is hateful? The targets here <laughs> all have this current chode wave as peg warmers, specifically Emma, and I'm <gasps> like, like Dude. Cyclops and Kid Omega are gone, but and Daddy Corsair, but like M, Emma, who else is in the wave? Why am I blanking on the wave oh, here? Chamber. chamber, Chamber is definitely a peg warmer too, and I'm like. Oh my God, they're just there. Like not even just one or two. We're talking like tens of them. But I also, Jeff then mentioned like, oh, is it because Hasbro sends only character specific shipments? I don't know. There was a time in my Legends knowledge, I could tell you how they broke down the shipping. I don't know now. They used to send a whole wave. Like you would get, you get all the figures that encompass that one wave, like per box. But now the way they do it is they send you a box full of just that one figure interesting so it seems like there's their peg warmers or there's so many it's because you get like six or seven of that character at a time rather than the full wave Wave. which yeah and that's where i still go in my head which is you get that one box you have how how was breakdown it used to be like two wolverines two captain americas you know two juggernauts one phoenix and then like the every other case would be a dark phoenix in lieu of like green phoenix. That's how I always think of it. I, I, I still can't wrap my head around character specific shippings. Yeah. And there's some that I've never even seen in the wild that's not out of con or that I haven't had to purchase online. Like into the Spider Verse, I think I only saw Peter B. Parker and Spot, Spot Jessica Drew. and Jessica Drew. Those are the only ones I saw in the wild. I never saw Spider Gwen ever. Really? Never She's gorgeous. I just saw her. Oh, I wish I knew. Did you get her finally? I did. I did. Okay. We okay. Because that's Spider- totally you. That's your vibe. You and I Hall love- of Femme. Like, I see that. And I'm like, oh, my God, those are the girls. I feel like her and I have a lot of, like, we have good taste. We have good taste. I love yes. Petra so much. All right. So what? Like, getting back on track. San Diego. 
Sam now that we're done with that Marvel Legends rant, sorry. I know, I know. Don't, don't hate us, Marvel Legends, but we told you so. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can watch the episode on the YouTube channel where we tell you ahead of time that this is a bad idea. <laughs> you, oh my God, we're going to go on another rant. But yes, you called it. You yeah. called it. Anyways, San Diego. Back to San Diego. Tell us, more. Tell us more what to do San Diego. Um. Well, there's there's free stuff to do. So there's activations. That's what they're they're called. I haven't heard too much about what the activations are going to be this year. Last year there was a Game of Thrones activation that you could do. There was I think it was it like a Bob's Burger or there was some kind of like com like. There's an Abbott Elementary last year. Yeah, Abbott Ele- Abbott Elementary had one. Abbott Elementary was actually like off of a hotel was it oh, our hotel it was or the-, the hilton yeah we stayed at the hilton and so each hotel sometimes has an activation that you can go to for free you don't need a badge there are real long lines there are very long lines because they are free if you want to do these i recommend getting there really early because if not you're going to be in line for a very long time people bring chairs and just post up all day but yeah. if you want to experience that you can um Adult Swim is coming back and they're doing like their Adult Swim Festival, which is also free. Which is behind the convention center. It's behind the convention center. So we did that not last year, but the year before. Right before the pandemic. It was really cool. cool. And it was fun. They had like the Rickmobile and there's like stuff you can, interactive stuff you can do, prizes you can win. And it's all free. Like you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to have a badge to get in. And then... There are also some things that you can pay for to do, but you don't have to have a badge. Like any of the after parties, I believe you can purchase tickets for. So like the Hellfire Gala, um, I think Park has a whole bunch of ones. Like there's like 8-bit, oh gosh, it's like a Mario themed party. that oh, you I can love get that. To. Uh, there's also like a Barbie lounge. Oh, that yes. you tickets to go to so barbie doesn't have like a presence at san diego but there was an events person who decided to do a barbie themed like lounge and this one is cool because not only do you you like pay to get in but you pick a time so you're not waiting in a long ass line like you have a designated time slot for you to enter and experience this for an hour at least I have to tell you, that's one of the things that I do not like about San Diego or any conventions in general is having to wait in lines for just everything. But to what you get to to pull on the thread you guys are talking about, what makes San Diego so special is that it goes beyond the convention halls. Mm -hmm. And it's like the entire downtown and there's so many activations around and it's really fun and and it is worth your time um, to go. You know, so even yeah. if you don't have a ticket, you can still go and you can still like feel out the vibe. And celebrities are right there on the streets. Like I see, I've seen Chris Hemsworth on the street, Sean Ashmore, Trisha Helfer, Jim Lee. Like they're all Sean. just there. Jimmy Lee was walking around. Yeah, too. yeah. Simu was like he had a mask on too, so you didn't, you couldn't tell that it was him. Anyone that was dressed up like Shang Chi, like he went up to. It was so cute. Some of our friends got to interact with him too. So it was it was really cool to see them have that type of experience. Oh yeah. he he's looking like a snack on the press store for Barbie. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I know. <laughs> oh, I definitely bought that Barbie. Like when the dolls dropped, I got Cowgirl Barbie and I got Simu Ken. Like 
I can't wait for Barbie. I think Barbie is a movie we need right now in our in our so world. We just need a happy, fun movie with a positive message. Yes, yes. I love it. And I it's looking like a really good, really smart movie. Yes. Yes. Are you guys gonna see Oppenheimer? Uh probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's the big thing, is like Barbie Oppenheimer, you know, yeah. box office like you know, I'm loving the memes online for it. Emma Dumont was supposed to be on it. She was supposed to play Oppenheimer's wife or like brother's wife, something like that. But I think her her bit got cut. Oh, that's unfortunate. You know, big on to, on to bigger and better. Like, bigger and better. Yes. Yes. We we love you still. Like we stand what whatever you're in, we'll go see it. Yes. Um, all right, anything else, guys? Did you want to hit for San Diego? anything uh the artists you know um, you got to check out the artists yeah. you got to check out the the comic book booths you know marvel's going to be there even the indies indies oh. have a lot of good good stuff see what they're putting out yeah. i just um, wanted to shout out some people too it looks be- like yeah and it looks like zoe thorgood is going to be there who wrote it's lonely at the center of the world i love that memoir so much she's so talented I've t- talked to Pat Loika because I've tried to get her on the podcast and Pat's like, I know her art dealer, but that's it. I've messaged her. She mark my words. She is like the new, she is Jim Lee of this coming generation. She's going to, if they get her on one of the mainstream books, she can redefine an entire era. Well, hopefully that happens. Like, cause we, you know, we love, we love championing female voices for sure. Yeah. Oh my sure. God. She should be drawing. Well, she doesn't call herself an artist. She calls herself a creator. But I would love her to do like a Jean Grey or an X Lady like series. Like I think she would kill it. That would be amazing. Let's bring back an all X Ladies team, please. Oh my God, the Brian Wood one. Yes. Oh. Or even God. I would take A Force too. Like let's resurrect A Force. Why isn't A Force front and center? This is something that like baffles me. It is such a during Secret Wars, uh, the the Hickman Secret Wars. That was one of the most talked about books. I I think it did well. I'd have to look at the sales, but like that cover. One of the things you think about when you see, see think of Secret Wars in that era is that cover of She-Hulk right there leading the team and Singu is it Singularity or Singular whatever her name is like Singular oh, Singular like and that Marvel Legends oh uh, again another box set that was so great I for San it. Diego I yeah. have it yes Justin bought it for me <laughs> yes yes Justin uh, I know he negotiated a good price. Of course he did. All he had to do was negotiate, a.k.a. he smiled. <laughs> That's it. And they're like, like whatever, so just take it. How much for this? And then hit him with that. Hit him with with your shirt. pearly whites. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> I know. Um, also, our friend, Larry Houston's going to be there. We love Larry. Yeah, we small love press. Larry in the small press area. Also, Dan Biesenmeyer. We Icon. love him. We love Dan very much. Yes, he'll be there. Uh, Terry Dodson. The Dotsons in the house. Yes. Speaking yes. of Marvel Legends, M. Although I have complained quite extensively that I don't want Marvel Legends to be inspired by a specific artist's interpretation of the character. <laughs> but in the case of M, she looks great. So these are great. Like these are the suits that I think of Generation X. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. We love that. Also, our friend um Swaggle House, who has a YouTube channel as well talks about comics a lot he has his own comic book just put it out yeah <clears throat> just put it on kickstarter yeah just put it out on kickstarter 
He'll be at Shortboxed. He'll be at Shortboxed. He didn't say what day, but he'll be there with his book doing signings and selling copies. Um, we said we'd come by and say hi, support, you know, do what we can. Because, yeah. you know, we love we love to support our creative friends if possible. Yeah. Uh, well, creators need to be uplifted right now. And it's it's baffling. I, I forgot what the hashtag was a couple of weeks ago, but it was like what I make in comics, something like that hashtag on Twitter. And like the salaries are laughable, you know, and it's a labor of love. So you want to yeah. support you want to support these creators that are doing it because they really, really believe in their work. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people think like, oh, you're a comic book writer or creator. You're making like a Jim Lee level salary or Rob Liefeld level. Salary. Mm, you're not. You're not. A lot of them are. And then they get attacked on online from angry fans. So it's a thankless job. But yeah. And even if you can't purchase their their works, it's free to share their posts. It's free to like, you know, tag them in things like take a quick video or whatever like there's other there's free ways to show your support for that agreed agreed and so agreed. Any, anything that you can do if you really want to help any of your creative friends out is just you know give them a shout out on social media especially if you have a really large platform and you're able to to do that like i think that's that's really nice that's a really nice thing to do we we've talked about this before because my friend randy who is really big in the literary scene back home back in new york me and him have always talked about what it means to be a literary citizen. And it's still applicable to comic book citizen, which is you give more than you take and you have to support other people in the community, especially marginalized voices, because the majority of people outside of that circle do not care, you know, like it, they just don't, it's not, it's not apathy from like a negative standpoint. It's just, it's not their, their wheelhouse. And we are the ones who need to be model like citizens of the comic book community. So yes, share, People, if you can't afford it, everyone understands that it's troubling times, but like tag them, even if one follower to a million followers, make sure you just tag them. It will make the creator feel good. Yeah. 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 It'll make yeah. them feel seen too. I think like, cause I, I know what it's like to feel discouraged if you know, nobody's like noticing your work. So I think even just having like that one person like tag or give a shout out, like it makes you feel so good. Yeah, it really does brighten people's it day. It gives you a nice, like, little boost. Like, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right, guys. So we know you're going to San Diego. Any other things happening on the horizon? Well, we have a bunch of. We do have a lot. <laughs> so we have a lot on our plates. Um, like, just even work-wise, I think I had to post, like, sorry, guys. I, I can't do anything. I'm, like, I'm so busy. I'm so booked. Yeah, but, you're booked and blessed. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. No, um, it's, I believe it. I mean, it's, it's so funny because like when life, like it's when we're doing these things, you actually grow with the community you're a part of. And it's like the, who you are today wasn't who you were like two years ago during the pandemic when you had nothing to do. And now all of a sudden life comes at you. You know, you have IRL. IRL is back. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you can't just be on your phone like this all day, even though I am like, that's we're, how I am all day. But still, we're very much in real life people as well. You are. I and really it, admire that about yeah, you guys. Anyone that meets us in person, we will talk to people for hours, like groups of people will just gather and we will just talk. I, I don't take a lot of pictures when I'm really engaged and talking to people because I feel like it's rude or if 
if someone else kind of comes up and talks to me, I don't want the other person I'm talking to to feel like neglected. So I try to maybe like bring the conversation full circle and get everybody involved because we just we just love the community so much. Like oh, artist know. friends, cosplayer friends, like just attendee friends. Like I'll be in line. Like I think I was in line for an artist and someone they found me and they were just talking to me the whole way and I was up next to get my book signed. I'm like, I'm really sorry I have to stop talking because I need to get my book signed. <laughs> I love that. Well especially <laughs> since you two are like you know you're, you're 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 big leaders in in the community and people love you so i imagine what happens with you guys is that people go up to you guys and they feel like they know you because they follow <laughs> along everything you're doing and you know and it's weird like i feel like i know we're friends but i also feel like i'm always in the loop on what you do you know what i mean like and you guys do such a great job of cultivating that that idea of unity and like expanding the conversation you know beyond just like a post you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, I feel so bad. Sometimes I don't recognize people oh, based on their name or like it's either their Instagram handle I'll, I'll recognize or I know them from a certain cosplay. And I, I, if anyone ever comes up and talks to me and it takes me a minute to, to figure out who you are, it's just because I'm processing like how I know you and, and how I can address you. And I'm, I'm terrible with names, but I am pretty good with faces. So yeah. sometimes I'm like, oh, remind me your name again. Like, I know you from Instagram or I know you. We talked about this. Um, please don't ever take offense. And like, oh, Justin, I, I always ask for names again. I'm always like, I'm an idiot. I'm Paul again. <laughs> oh, people like will talk to Justin and he'll be like, I have no idea who that was. <laughs> like, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, it's probably like from like our like from Power of X-Men or from my Instagram that they they know Justin by by association <laughs> but yeah so people just tune in for justin i'm sorry michelle i love you very much like okay. you you give a street cred but justin is the one who brings in the viewership everyone's I just know. like look at Justin there oh i know it's okay he updated Bye. his instagram picture by the way oh i noticed trust me it's the same one that's on the flyer yeah he was like oh that's a good picture i'm gonna update my instagram and then he sent me something i'm like who is this who is this person like dming me i'm like i don't know them i'm like oh it's justin oh you're like oh justin <laughs> i love how your own husband you're like what what well, the, the picture is oh. good because you're looking good man you both look beautiful you both are beautiful human beings and good angle love... <laughs> good angle justin has a bad angle to be honest like i take pictures of him and i'm all oh my god like i just take three or something they're all great he'll take 25 pictures of me and one is good like, i know it's the same with me it's like I, um, I have the same issue with my husband my husband every photo he looks great in and then me i'm just like oh, like that no that's me too i'm always like mid-face i'm like Whoa. yeah i'm always like my auctioneering photos are horrendous it's always me with like crazy eyes like this and i'm like oh my animated. god i think I actually i feel like we're both very animated so to we capture are. us it's it's hard it's yeah. hard we either look like we're yelling or really excited. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Jeff have like three faces. Yeah. They're just always That's very true. chill. They're just yeah. like, they're always on. They're just like, look at this in my face. Always. Yeah. Look at my cheekbones. Look how great my Yeah. Look at this. Look at this jawline. Look at this. We hair. Get it. I know. Like, it's, uh, yes. I know. It's like if I literally don't sleep more than like eight hours, I have bags under my eyes and I look around. I had to put a lot of concealer on because I was like, yeah. ooh. I didn't ooh. today. I was like, oh. mm. Oh, but you look good. Your so hair is looking good. fabulous too. I'm gonna look how long it is. I have to get it colored. I actually was gonna bleach it again, 
and my flight was delayed. And so like, I couldn't make it to my stylist at Bumble and Bumble in the city. And she was so angry at me. She fired. I'm pretty sure she fired me as a client. Like, I was like, I I was like, I got my flight was delayed. She's like, well, you had to pay a cancellation fee. I was like, well, how much is it? And she's like, 20%. I was like, "Mm -hmm. Mm, sorry. Because it's not cheap. (laughs) Bleaching double process ain't cheap, even for a boy. Also, like, Bumble and Bumble is like, yeah, a lot. I mean, I miss I miss her though. I'm I'm thinking of groveling back because like I'm looking at bring her like some chocolate or like flowers. She got, know, she's something. iconic though. Her name I she doesn't listen to the podcast. Her name is Mai, and everyone should absolutely go see her at Bumble and Bumble. But she's been she was responsible for the Mark Jacobs hair in the 2006 fashion show, which revitalized Mark Jacobs, if you ask me. But anyways, I am obsessed with her, and I'm oh. sorry, Mai, if you're listening to this podcast. We'll just bring her a present, grovel her a little bit. A grovel. I'm not paying. I'm not paying you your twenty percent. I'll pay the twenty percent if it goes towards. I don't mind doing a down payment, but I'm not paying you twenty percent because I had a late flight. I'm sorry, oh, bitch. I was at the airport at five in the morning. Like Lizbeth at the airport bar was like here again. I was like, thank you, give me my vodka. Like I was, I got receipts, I got timestamps, I got witnesses to put me at the airport. On time, so it's not like it's not my fault the flight was delayed. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's rough though. Hair appointments are important for they sure. They are. For okay, sure. wait. So, 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 what else? What, what, what do you guys have going on? You have your individual Instagrams. You have your joint Instagrams. Adventures in Geekdom, right? I got that right. Uh, Michelle Waffalo. Michelle, Michelle Waffalo on Twitter Waffalo. and Instagram, or just Google Michelle Waffle. And you're yeah. JT underscore Odell. That's right. You yeah. see, I know everyone's handles. Sometimes. <laughs> we don't even need to talk about it anymore. You just got it. You just but got it. You guys are so you're doing San Diego. Are you doing anything in August? I think August might be our one. Our one month off, I no, think. Okay. We're doing Torpedo Con right before San Diego, though. Okay. What is Torpedo Con? It's a smaller convention here in Southern California put on by Torpedo Comics. They're going to have guests like J. Scott Campbell and Jim Lee. So much. It's a two-day con. It's the weekend before San Diego. There's other artists there too. I can't recall off the top of my head, but we wanted to go last year and had major FOMO that we didn't. So this year we're like, we're just going to go check it out. I'm going to try to get something signed by Jim Lee. Uh, I love J. Scott Campbell too. I just got those new um, Spider-Man comics that he did with his wife. Like she did all the colors, so if she's there, I want to see if I can get both of them to sign. Oh, I think yeah. Be- yeah. oh, I would love that. We should have him and his wife on for like a Valentine's Day episode or something. Oh, like that. that would be cute. I saw them from a distance at the last San Diego, and I was gonna, I wanted to go up to her and be like, I'm such a fan of your <laughs> art, and your husband's okay too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love hearing that it's a really good power couple. It's like Renee Gearlings and like Tyler Maine. Yeah. Like she was the editor in chief of Top Count. Obviously, he was Sabretooth. I love seeing those power couples in like yes. comics. I love yeah. like bring that on. They're working together. It's it's nice. I love that. And um, of course, you will be on site at San Diego covering for Power of X-Men. Since yeah. some of us were screaming at the publicists <laughs> and are no longer going. That's okay. That's okay. I'll do a little takeover for y'all. Um, you can follow on Power of X-Men. I'll try to post like exclusive Power of X-Men content. And then for me, like I'll I'll post 
more like personal interaction yeah. thing if you if you want to see because i'll have my family with me so i'm going to be right taking showcase my, your I'm gonna family take my we're a familia here please yeah so give my... lisa the takeover <laughs> let lisa take over i don't i don't know if you want i mean <laughs> she i feel like her creativity is there but like the um the technical like aspect yeah. of it are so i i will feature her and um you would get a lot of um selfies with beer and margaritas yeah yeah you know she likes to get lit she <laughs> you know that she content has, we love that content the vibe check her and my brother both both passed the power vibesman vibe check that's it so just will... cheeky tendies and margaritas that's it really no that's it like chicken tenders for my brother and margs for my mom like yeah so you're gonna get to see them she creates all my looks for me and we've, um, we've done lives with her before. She's hopped on. Yeah, she loves it. She loves love it. She got recognized a little bit at one of the premieres I brought her to. Like, so she was like, oh, like this is the Mother Moon Creations. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, wait, in When we did our panel with Larry, he, he was here like, how's your mom? That's yeah. Hysteric. Like, yeah. they know. They've met. They met. <laughs> they met. I took her to um, their Camarillo Library, did a little convention that Larry was at. And my mom was visiting, so we went, and they got to talking, and now they're like Facebook friends. Oh, so. I love it! Oh, Larry's married though. Larry's married. Larry married. Like, can you imagine if Larry was your stepdad? Oh my gosh. Well, listen, I'm looking for a stepdad. So if anybody has like a single, <laughs> a single daddy, like my mom is a catch. Uh, she just wants someone who's gonna dress up with her and go to Renaissance fairs and drink margaritas. That's perfect. On. That's all we want. That's what, what more does anyone want in life? Yeah. Um. Cannot be a cancer, though. Sorry. No cancers allowed. No Sorry. Can she's, she's an Aries. So if you're compatible with an Aries, slide into her DMs or slide into mine. I'll hook you all up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, folks. Catch Michelle and Justin at San Diego. Say hi. Fanboy out. Join the conversation. They won't be on their phones. <laughs> Yeah, we, we really won't. Like, if you want selfies with us, that's that's great. Tag us because I forget. I forget. Take photos, please, because they yeah, won't have any photos. Actively creating content, like remembering to do it, then I'll forget. Damn. All right. San Diego Comic-Con is the weekend of July 20th. I'm like trying to pull this up here. Like, what are the dates again? 19th through the 22nd. Yep, 19th to the 22nd. We'll be there all week. We'll be at some after parties. Mm -hmm. uh, Shortbox is having an after party. So if you shop on the Shortbox app, you should have gotten an email that you can request to go to their official like after party if you want. Boom. Go. Ah. Cool. All right, ah. Amelia. Oh, the meetup. The meetup, sorry. There is a Marvel the meetup. I think it's going to be on Friday. We'll be there. Yeah. Whatever day it is, we'll be there. Yes. Boom. All right, Familia, we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.